So I'm going to ask if Gail would come, let's give her a good hand as she comes to minister, see how far she gets. I imported my, my rooting squad here from Washington State. Say hello to Jim and Carol Eckel for me, would you please? <laughs> they traveled here from Washington, and they took us on a vacation to Williamsburg for a week last week, so it was wonderful, and then they've continued to stay on with us. I am so full. <laughs> God is just blessing us so wonderfully in this place, isn't he? Um, you know, uh, we start on, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we start on Sundays in the prayer room. And so often what we hear in that prayer room reflects and, and we experience all the more here during the service. And it happened again tonight. And it's just God revealing himself and, and letting me know personally that he is paying attention and that, uh, that he is speaking to me and that I am hearing him. It really, it's a great confirmation. And so I just, I just, I have, we're talking about revival hubs, okay? So I'm going to do a little bit of a review and I'm going to walk us into something. We're talking about tribes and unity. And I got really excited about this message because I'm real relational person. So I thought, tribes, this is cool. This is, this is talking about us. This is talking about how we connect and who we are together. And so um, I'm a people watcher. You know, I love to go and sit at the mall or go anywhere where there's just people and just watch them. And in my mind, I've, I've always, for some reason, kind of knit, or I've, I've even thought, we're going to write this down or something. Because sometimes you see people that are tall and thin. Sometimes you see people that have bald hair and they comb it back on the sides or whatever. You know, sometimes you see people that just carry a joy on them. Some, you know, there's just these um, uh, similarities that we begin to find in people if you study people. And there was one time I was in uh, Costco, which is our Washington, or, you know, West Coast version of Sam's Club. And there was a woman in there that looked like my mother. And Ray even said, that looks like your mom over there. Well, my mom was, you know, three states away from me. So I find myself wandering through Costco following her because it felt like mom. And it just felt good to be close to mom, you know, even though I knew she wasn't there and I knew that wasn't her. But in my image, and in my heart, that's what mom looked like. And that's, you know, so we say that everywhere in this world, everybody has a twin, Right. I'm often told that I remind somebody of someone. I get it a lot. I, I always just say I've got a common face or a familiar face or something. I was at, uh, working for the Department of Water and Power. That's in the city of Los Angeles. Our building was 12 stories tall. Quite often I was told that there was a woman that was in that building on the 10th floor who looked like me. I looked like her, however you want to give it. One day I stepped onto an elevator and there's somebody in the elevator, and it's me. It's her. I saw her in me. I saw me in her. And it was kind of awkward because I thought, does she see me in her, or does she, <laughs> does she get this too? And so we rode our ride in the elevator in silence and discomfort that I don't know if she shared that with me, but I just get that a lot. I've got lots and lots of stories about people walking up to me, wanting to hold start. Just the other day, somebody was tapping me. And then when they got really close, they, oh, that's not who I thought that was. So anyway, it happens. So anyway, in this world right now, we, I believe, are with a finite group of people, okay? 
there's a set number of us in this world. There's a finite group. We're not infinite numbers. There's a finite group. Um, if you go on a cruise ship, for instance, let's take this in a smaller perspective. You are on a cruise ship with, say, 2,000 people, right? And you're there for a week, and everybody's kind of doing the same thing and going through the same routines. And you get on an elevator, you go upstairs, and you begin to see familiar faces. And suddenly you begin to feel this connection with people, right? And it's just, it's interesting to me. It just is that you get done with that cruise, and you're actually kind of walking away from these people that you feel like you've kind of come to know, although you really never really got to know them anyway. But the faces were familiar. The spirit was familiar. The activities were all the same. So anyway, this is what we're talking about in a way. I'm trying to open us up to the idea of tribes, because what we're going to talk about with tribes is to open our spirits and our hearts to understanding that there's people with, among us that we connect with, that we tie with, that we resonate with. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. John Donne was a 17th century poet, and I'm sure you've heard this before. No man is an island entire of himself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. And so he got that way back in the 1600s. <laughs> Michael started this um, message last week, and he talked a lot about the definitions of tribes and things like that. He also shared with us the story of Ruth and of her mother-in-law, Naomi. And Ruth's tribal covenant was this. It was in Ruth 1.16, where you go, I will go, where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. So by embracing Naomi's tribe, what happened with Ruth? She made the Bible. She got her own book. Huh? And she became a part of Jesus' lineage. Jesus' lineage. Um, Webster, di di excuse me, the Webster Dictionary defines tribe as a group of people, including any family and relative who share the same language, same customs and beliefs, a group of people who have the same job or the same interest. So when we talk about tribes, quite often we think of, sorry, tribes, right? Native Americans, they call those groups tribes. There's also the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, I contacted a Jewish friend of mine today just out of curiosity because I wondered, do the Jewish people of today still hold on to the tribe there's a lineage, right? There's a definite lineage. If they're Jewish now, they came from the lineage past. And she said, yes, absolutely, there is. And she enjoyed sharing with me that um, she's been given prophetic words recently that she is from the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Issachar. So she's a beautiful, beautiful songstress. She sings beautifully. She's tribe of Judah. And she's prophetic, tribe of Issachar. So even though she just is realizing the tribe that she comes from, those giftings have been in her, have preceded the knowledge of, of the tribe that she comes from. And I just thought that was a wonderful thing. But we are talking today about a revival tribe because we're talking about revival hubs. We're trying to discover what will take us into revival, what, what this meaning in this, this uh, sense of a revival hub is. So for us, a revival hub is a group of people that include many spiritual families, spiritual relatives who speak the same spiritual language. And I really think that's us. 
I just, I feel like that's us. We share a language of prayer and of prophetic worship and of awakening, believing for that awakening. Revival tribes have the same customs and behavior. The Bible says we're a peculiar people. We do weird things. (laughs) We have particular behaviors, right? Um, Revival tribes have the same beliefs. A revival tribe is a spiritual family who are knit together by the Holy Spirit. I believe that's us. And we're not just knit together by title or by denomination. We're a group that relates as a family. I love coming to church. I love you guys so much. You're my family. You're my church family. And I just, I love that we, that I get to say that and experience that and, and have it. It's, it's a gift to me. Um, we have spiritual fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters, right, with hearts that are knit together for a common purpose. You know, one reason that I love to travel and that traveling is so valuable and, and it just amazes me. You can go to another country where they don't speak your language and so in order to communicate, you have to have a translator. But in that translation, in that struggle, in that, in that time that you have together, you begin to realize that they're, you're in your tribe, there's a connection there. There's, there's this sense that you, you connect. There's a sameness. And it's wonderful. Um, also, revival tribes war together. Now, the 12 tribes of Israel had one common purpose, right? And that was to take the promised land. But what they had to do to get there was to war for it. They had to war for it. And so we revival, in revival tribes, we have to accept and, and agree that we are warring for a common purpose. And what happens there is that there's an intimacy that happens when you war together, when you go through those difficult times together, when you see people for who they really are, that kind of thing. There's an intimacy that happens. What else happens with this warring and this intimate time is that we are establishing a sphere of influence. Okay, that's important. We're, because we're, we're creating a strength amongst us, and a sphere of influence. Let me give you a picture. If you've got a small town, of, and within that small town, you've got one grocery store, and there's one grocery store within 100 miles. So everyone within that 100 miles only shops at that one grocery store. The sphere of influence is influenced by the store dependent upon what they provide those people. You're all under the same sphere of influence. You all have the same selection of items, right? So that's a sphere of influence. I was looking at Family Worship Center's sphere of influence. And what we have is not only the influence that we have over the people who gather here on Wednesdays and on Sundays, but we also have influence over those who watch on the Internet. We also have influence over people who hear about the messages through you. So you are extending our sphere of influence. We, our sphere of influence goes even further because Pastor Ray has friendships all over the world. And they share with him and he with them. And he shares messages and, and they draw from him. So our sphere of influence is, is quite large, honestly. But the good news is, is that we can... We can garner this strength, if you will, by recognizing that we each have tribes. We each have callings. We each have a purpose for our lives. We each have this propensity 
for, toward different giftings and different desires. So what we need is to find our tribe and to love them hard. Okay? But how do you find your tribe? How do, you, how do you know who is in your tribe? How do you know who you are? And this is actually more difficult to explain than it is to experience. I know you've experienced it all. Each of you has. A phenomenon in physics is called resonance. Resonance. Resonance is, um, let's see. It attempts to explain the sense that we have when we meet someone. So science tells us that all matter vibrates at a specific frequency. We actually had this conversation during our staff meeting yesterday morning, and Pastor Ray was talking about the cocoon and what happens with the transfer, the transition of the caterpillar to the butterfly. And he mentioned, and I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but while that caterpillar is going through its transformation, you'll actually see this thing vibrate. It resonates. So the resonance occurs when an object's natural vibration frequency responds to an exterior stimulus of the same frequency. So if you find someone who's in your tribe who has the same frequency as you do, you're going to connect with them. That's where you get the expression, oh, what you said just resonates with me. You just feel it. Resonance is when we're feeling something or experiencing something that's in common with another person, and it's a connection that we can't really explain. But you know, you, you knew it when you walked in the door at Family Worship Center and decided this is your home, right? We, we shopped for churches a while, a few years back, and we went to many. And the first one, the one that we walked into that we stayed with, we walked in and it was just this, oh, this is it. And we hadn't heard a message. We hadn't, it was just, it was in the spirit. There was a resonation there with us. It resonated with it, with us. Uh, Sunday night, our Ladies Unite group, whoo, had a time, we called it five-minute friend dating. And so we lined ourselves up um, across the table from one another, and we spent two or three, it's supposed to be five minutes, we cut it down. We women are chatty. But we, we spent a couple of minutes talking with the person directly in front of us because we realized that we come to church all the time and, you know, you could be going to church for 25 years with the same people and never really know them because you put on your church face and you nod and say everything's good and then you go home after the message. So this was just an opportunity for everybody to get to know one another personally on a real level. And I was just amazed, and I've heard other people mention it too, that you actually feel something more with some than others. There's a resonance that happens there when you're talking with people. And so commonly when we find our people, our tribe, we find ourselves thinking so much alike that you end up finishing one another's sentences. You know, you just, you discover that people with the same or similar DNA, it's like you've found your twin. Okay, which probably answers that whole thing that your twin is out there somewhere in the world. Because in a way, in spiritual realm, that's true. It's true. So we resonate because we see the world through the same lens in a, in a way. My husband and I, we've moved a lot. We've moved a lot. But I have to say that the thing that I take from it is the, the relationships that we have developed and the the family, the spiritual family that we have. I've got 
sisters in, and, uh, in the Lord and mothers in the Lord. And when we first stepped into ministry, hands were laid upon me because they knew that I was going to be leaving my children. And I was told that I would have many spiritual children and it's come to pass. So it's just a wonderful thing. There's nothing like finding your tribe. I promise you that. And I know that I just encourage you to open your heart, open your spirit, and look for who that might be. And be willing and allow yourself to step into a relationship to, to um, fulfill, to, what am I trying to say, enhance that relationship that you find with others. It's okay. It's a God thing. It's something that God's put in us. In, um, Amos 3.3 3 says, Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Paul encouraged his fellow Christians to be in sync with one another in Corinthians. I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So it's not about you finding people who view the world from the same right or wrong perspective as you have. But it's about finding a natural kinship within the diverse world of tribes. And we're going to talk about a lot of different tribes. It breaks it down to a lot of different giftings, a lot of different um, leanings, a lot of different... That's not the word. Iniquity says not the one, but it bends. Anyway, Jesus beautifully illustrated the tribal diversity in his parables. And um, there's, because there's a, a multi-dimensional nature of kingdom that he reveals through the kingdom parables that he's um, in the book of Matthew. So I just encourage you to journey with me. We're going to start this tonight, and I'm not going to finish it because we're in a good place right now. But as you listen to these tribes, as you listen to the descriptions, as you listen to the scriptures that point us to these different um, descriptions of the tribes, open your heart and let yourself connect with, with them. And then look around yourself and seek your tribal mate, <laughs> your tribal brother or sister in the Lord. Um, pay attention to those. You know, I at first, as I went through them, I thought, oh, I've, you know, so-and-so's this, and, and oh, so-and-so's that. And I thought, no, I can't do that. That's not for me to point those things out to you. You need to find them for yourself. So I'm going to just ask Pastor Ray right now to take this. The, we're done. This is, <laughs> we've had such a wonderful service here tonight. And I just thought, do I really have to preach? Where's Jared? I just want to keep worshiping. That was so wonderful tonight. <laughs> So, here you go.